What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Ken K here, and I'm coming back at you finally after I don't even know how long, okay? I know it's been months. You know it's been months. Let's not beat me up about it. I don't have time to mess with you today, okay? <laughs> but, you know, things have been happening. I've moved. I got a new boyfriend. I got in a car accident. I got all types of stuff going on over here. It has been a hell of a ride over the past few months. If you're interested in, you know, learning about what I've been doing or you know, hearing about my car accident, whatever the case may be, let me know and I'll definitely do another episode about that. But today, I'm here to talk about Game of Thrones, okay? Namely, the Battle of Winterfell, or if you want to be politically correct, the Long Night, because that's what the episode is called. (laughs) But if you know, if you haven't watched it yet, I don't know what you're doing. You're behind the eight ball. You're slacking on your pimping. I don't know what's happening with you. You have some problems. But it's been 12 hours, more than 12 hours actually at this point. You should have been watched it, all right? Now, if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want me to spoil anything, turn this off right now because I'm about to tell everybody's business. Um, But I just need to talk about it. I need to talk about it. And I don't have anybody else to talk to. My boyfriend, we watched it together and we were screaming and jumping up and down. But I need to talk to somebody else because he's at work right now and I'm just still mind blown. So anyway... That's what today's going to be about. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones, all of my favorite characters, what's what's going on, what's happening, what my predictions are for the next few episodes, you know, or the end of the series. And yeah, we're just going to talk about it, have a good time. But you know, before we jump, you already know the drill. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at HeyKenKHeyKenKayY. You know, I get it popping over there. I'm talking my shit. So if you want to follow me, go ahead. I'd really appreciate it. And I'll probably follow you back because I'm a bitch like that. (laughs) But anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. So now Game of Thrones is already known as like one of the greatest shows in television history. We're not even going to flash. Like it's amazing. The way they shoot it, all the imagery, the way the story is written, like George R.R. Martin I need to read the books because if the show is this good, I know the books are even better because usually books are full of more imagery you can imagine it yourself. There's more, you know, uh, descriptions and things that they don't really show you for TV and that are adapted differently and whatnot. So I really need to get into the books and I probably will. But um, yeah, kudos to him. Kudos to the writers, you know, uh, D.B. Weiss, I think his name is. And the other guy, I can't remember his name right now. But whatever, doesn't matter. You don't care either. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to these guys because they're doing amazing, amazing, amazing things over there. Like, for real. Um, I really appreciated in this episode, episode three of season eight, um, the way that the opening scenes were. Like, the tracking scenes with uh, Sam and Tyrion going through Winterfell. Sam shaking his little cute chubby cheeks off because he's so scared and Tyrion of course grabbing all the wine getting ready for his long night down in the crypts it just really connects the characters in a different way that you know maybe we haven't seen before or maybe we've decided not to you know confront because we don't want to see our favorite characters die of course or anything bad happen to them but now we're finally here at this moment where you know, winter has finally come, you know, the Night King is right outside the gates and shit's about to go down. So it was really emotional. And especially for me, because I've been, you know, sitting in my house for like a month now, fucking 
watching Game of Thrones. I've gone through all seven seasons. Because I say seven because I know we're on the eighth now. Um, but I went through all seven seasons before the beginning of this season. Like t- two times in the past four weeks. Because I had nothing else to do, one. And because the more you watch it, you catch different things. Like once you see something, you start paying attention to something else. And you notice something you didn't notice before. And there's so much foreshadowing and shit that you didn't notice in the beginning that connects to what's happening now and you're just like mind blown or at least I am about it but anyway let's talk about Sansa okay Sansa I'll be honest she hasn't been my favorite character throughout this whole thing and namely because she's kind of a little bitch sometimes like I feel like she has all of these opinions and all of these all of this shit to say about everybody I know I'm cursing a lot I'm sorry if that bothers you I'll try to stop but she has a lot of things to say about a lot of people and a lot of different things and experiences that she's never had. I know she's been through a lot, like with Ramsey and uh, Joffrey abusing her and just losing her family and not seeing a lot of her family for majority of her formative years. Like, I know she's been through some things and I get it. You have to put on this steely persona and you have to, you know, buck up and be strong. But sometimes I just want her to close her mouth I just want her to stop like when she was down in the crypts talking shit to Tyrion about how you know his wit isn't gonna help in this situation and that the fact that they're down there is the most heroic thing that they could be doing at the moment it's like don't be talking shit to my dog Tyrion okay because at least he got some heart at least he want to get up there and fight when Arya handed her that dagger she was like, I don't know how to use it. Bitch, it's a knife. Just fucking stab somebody. If you like, it's common sense. I don't have to teach you how to st- stick somebody like anywhere. And they're fucking, for the most part, bags of bones, bitch. Anywhere in the eye, in the ear that they don't have. <laughs> um, anywhere. That shit annoyed the crap out of me, honestly, as you can see. But I don't know. She just hasn't been one of my favorite characters. But I do recognize how strong she is. And the development of her throughout the entire show. Because if you look back at um, the Battle of Blackwater back in King's Landing, um, when she was down in wherever they were in the Red Keep with all the other women and children and Cersei and all the servants and whatnot and Shay, she kind of was very optimistic at that moment in her life because she hadn't been through too, too much yet. And so she... You know, she was singing songs with the other ladies and trying to be uplifting with them. And then you cut to her now down in the crypts and she's like, you know, fuck this. Like, She's very dark and moody and you can see that she's matured, but you can also see that there's this darkness that's come over her and she's not as optimistic as she once used to be or as cheery or whatever. And I know, you know, it probably isn't the time to be cheery, but she could have been a little less bitchy down there. But, you know, whatever. Um, let's talk about Melisandre. Alright. I wasn't too fond of her either. There's a lot of people in this show that I'm not too fond of, to be honest. But I recognize the importance of their characters. And she's definitely one of the ones that I knew was important from the jump. Like, because she, she's got a direct line to the Lord of Light, okay? No matter which 
god in this series that you believe in whether it's the the seven or the old gods lord of light whatever it is that these people believe in she has a direct connection to her faith and in her faith she can do certain things she can see certain things and back in season three when she met Arya for the first time she told her that they'd be meeting again and that she saw the darkness within her as soon as um from season three on and Arya's character started developing and I saw how much she was getting into I was like okay Melisandre you know she she has to know something about something in order for her to meet Arya and know that she was going to become such a badass in the first place and she was going to shut many eyes forever um but the way that she lit up those freaking Dothraki rocks like bitch first of all it was hella dark the whole show is usually dark but this was a new level of dark for them with this battle and especially in those first like 15 20 minutes of the show like you could barely see anything and so when she lit up all the swords for the Dothraki you know it was a nice little lighting happening there but that wave of flames that went down the line was really really cool to me I really enjoyed that and that's when it was just like all right it's it's on we about to get it popping like this is real serious business and it's so cool because all she did was hold one sword you know she did she just held one of them and then they all just split up it was great um and then to see her sort of tell Sir Davos you know no need to execute me because I'm gonna die by the time the sun comes up like don't worry about it I know you want me dead and I'm about to be and she kept her word she I don't know if she wasn't sure whether or not she was going to die in the fight or you know if they weren't all gonna make it what exactly her thought process was but she knew that she had to keep her word or excuse me she had to keep her word and I feel like she was just tired from that one episode I can't remember the episode but when she took um her little amulet off for the first time that we saw and she turned into that old lady which I don't know why they had that old lady naked up on the tv like that I hope they paid her some good money for that but when she turned into that old woman and we saw just how old she was and how worn down she was and she just got in that bed and went to sleep you know I knew she was tired she knew she had a purpose she her mission was to fulfill that purpose and then to be out because she just couldn't do it anymore so when she you know took off her uh amulet and walked into that snow and was just like I'm out peace out and Sir Davos was right behind her ready to pull that sword and fucking end her life (laughs) he didn't have to because she was already doing it and I feel like that was very powerful and if you've been following the show you know since the beginning and if she really was someone that you appreciated then I know that that had an effect on you because it had an effect on me and I didn't even like her ass but um yeah that that was crazy uh what else happened I you know how like when you start talking about something and you forget everything that you want to say that's what's happening to me right now but um yeah okay I I love Daenerys okay I'm gonna say that right now she is a beautiful woman she's strong she's powerful she knows what she wants and that's the iron throne but i do not believe that she is fit enough to sit and rule the seven kingdoms and i'll tell you why 
she just I don't think that she knows what she's doing she wants to be this conqueror and she wants she wants the iron throne because she feel like it belongs to her and now that we know that John is a Targaryen and he has a claim to the throne I feel like she's less secure in that I feel like the only reason she was so sure that that's what she wanted is because she felt like she was the only Targaryen left but now I feel like we're seeing sides of her that even before John told her that you know he was Aegon we were seeing sides of her that really weren't fit to be a ruler she's always ready to kill you if you don't do what she says she's like all right I'm done with you I'm gonna burn you to death I'm gonna do whatever the fuck but you're out of here I can't stand you're not gonna bend the knee goodbye and you know you can't always do that I understand that you know if people aren't going to ride your train and they got to get off but we can't kill everybody that doesn't like us that that then we'd kill everybody because bitch what (laughs) like it doesn't make sense to me and then when the Dothraki took off and they went to go you know head to head with the whites and you could see that their flames were going out one by one by one she lost her shit they had a plan and she diverted from that plan because she couldn't stand to watch the people that she you know loved and respected die and I understand that that's hard for her the Dothraki were her people and you know they were by her side but she knew going into this that a lot of people were gonna die I understand you don't have to watch that but turn around don't divert from the plan if you really don't want to see it turn around stay right there until you know I give you the signal we're ready to fly out and go but she put a lot of people at risk because she didn't want to look at her people die and if you don't have the stomach or the heart to see people, you know, pass away and, and be cut down for you, then you, she definitely can't sit up on that iron throne because that's, you know, that shit is no, no joke. Okay. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. So she put a lot of people at risk when we needed her the most to light the trench. She was nowhere to be found. I don't care if she couldn't see Davos, you know, uh, waving the torches I don't care if she couldn't see she knew she had a job to do she should have swooped down real quick after she saw that she couldn't see through all of the the snow or whatever it was she should have swooped down and been like y'all need me she should have checked it out made sure the situation was okay because she knew that she had a job to do I don't understand why like she was just flying around all willy-nilly and I know she felt that something was wrong but she just decided to Keep on flying around whatever okay cool it just didn't make any sense to me when we need you the most you're not here and it just uh, i don't know and then on top of that when uh she shows up to save john after um the night king reanimates all of the dead she just sits there and watches john run off like i know he's cute and everything girl but you're surrounded by white walkers get the fuck out of there now you wait until there's 52 of them sitting on top of Drogon with you about to stab you stabbing him hurting your your baby and now you're fucked if Jorah wasn't there she would be dead she couldn't protect herself so how are we supposed to expect her to to protect the rest of us if she don't got the sense to fly up out of there because she could have you know she could have Dracarist and fucking had him burn everything you know I don't I just don't understand what she was thinking I know it's a stressful situation a stressful time where you know you're not thinking straight but 
that's the problem. If you are losing your head in these mini stress situations that are happening around you, how are you supposed to lead an entire country or the entire seven kingdoms, you know, with them trusting you, knowing that things are going to go wrong every now and then? It just didn't make sense to me. But I, I'm curious to see where they're going to take her character, if she is going to end up on the Iron Throne, who's going to end up on the Iron Throne at all, if there even is going to be uh, an Iron Throne anymore, what are they going to do? I don't know. I'm curious to see, and I'm, I'm excited for the next few episodes. Um, what else? Sam. Now, I love Samuel Tarly so much. He's adorable. He has a little tiny mouth and big chubby cheeks. He's so cute. And he's come a long way. But Sam has been talking so much trash about how people should not look down on him and how he really is stronger than he is. And I've killed a White Walker, blah, blah, blah. But when the time comes, we got to keep saving his ass. Okay, my dog Ed died trying to protect Sam because Sam's too busy crying and running around because he don't know what he's doing. Well, you should have went down in the crypts with Gilly like we told you to, dog. But now you up here risking other people's lives because now we got to look out for our own selves and for you. And I get it. It's, it's scary, but we're all scared. You know, they were all scared. That's not an excuse anymore. I love him to death, but for the most part, he was just laying on the ground crying. And he did kill a few. You know, I give him that. He did what he had to do to stay alive, and he is still alive. So obviously he was doing something right, I guess. But that scene where he was just, you know, John runs by him and he's just sitting on the ground crying while surrounded by all these white walkers. It's just like, really? Is this what we're doing right now? <laughs> like, really? Um, but yeah. And then speaking of Gilly, everybody down in the crypt. Okay, I understand. No, I don't understand. Anyway, everyone's down in the crypt. They're in a crypt. There's dead bodies everywhere like surrounded now I know that up until moments before you know things were happening a lot of those people didn't believe in the threat they didn't believe in the enemy they didn't believe in white walkers they didn't know what they looked like what they could do they didn't know what the night king could do and I understand that but if you know that this is an enemy that brings the dead back to life as your enemy as well. Why would you go down to where there's more dead? And then be sitting there like you're all so freaking safe. They could have at least brought a few weapons. I believe Sansa was the only one that had anything on her. And that's because of Arya. If Arya didn't give her that, what would they have done? Well, I mean, she didn't use it. They didn't use it. So I guess they would have been fine anyway. But... Still, if they would have had a few more weapons down there with them, maybe some of the people that died down in the crypt wouldn't have had to die. So nobody, or even John, before they got to the crypt, I guess there was nowhere else really for them to go, but John should have been like, all right, I've seen this man, you know, raise his hands and bring the dead back to life. So maybe I shouldn't send the people that I love and care about and am trying to protect down to where there's you know more dead bodies and bones at maybe maybe we should think about something else or take precautions put some iron over their laps or something because apparently white walkers don't like iron or whatever the fuck like something 
give up the torches that were down there. Somebody should have lit some on fire, like something. I don't know. But maybe that's just me, you know, being a spectator, having the luxury of watching things happen and then thinking about things afterwards. Um, but down there in the crypt, you know, Masande, she's the type of friend that we all need, okay? Sansa, in these times, she was down there talking shit about Daenerys, <coughs> excuse me, to Tyrion. And Sunday was like, uh-uh, you're not about to do that in front of me, okay? Without her, we would all be dead, so let's not even go there, boo-boo. And, okay, I don't, mm-mm. like I already said, I don't really like Sansa. So, in that moment, I was like, yes, bitch, you need to shut up. <laughs> um, and then also, let's talk about Bran, okay? I know I'm all over the place. I'm sorry if you're having a hard time following. But like I said, you should go watch the episode. Because if you knew what I was talking about, you would know what I'm talking about, okay? (laughs) Bran knew the whole time. Okay, we know that he can see things past, present, future. Bran knew what was going to happen. And he's so cool, calm, and collected. He already knew that we were going to have to go through these certain um, experiences in order to get to the end result that we needed, which was dun dun dun, Arya killing the Night King. He knew what was gonna pop off, and that's why he was sitting there under the godswood, so freaking cool, calm, and collected, just chilling. Like, alright, I'm out of here. Let me go warg into my freaking ravens, and we're gonna go fly like a bird, okay? And freaking Theon, I'm so, 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 so proud of him. He has come a long way from being, you know, just Ned Stark's ward to being a little bitch to to literally not having a dick. Like, he's come a long way. And I'm so happy and so proud of the man he became before he had to meet his demise. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of him and the other Ironborn, you know, protecting Bran as much and as long as they could and he went out you know the way I feel like he should have he accepted death and he went out facing it head on with maybe fear in his heart but definitely what not enough to stop him from doing what he knew that he had to do and he knew he was gonna die but he all men must die and you know what's dead may never die as the ironborn say and I feel bad for his sister when, you know, she's going to have to hear the news that first her father is gone and now her brother. And, you know, it sucks, but everybody lost somebody. You know, the Mormon house is no more. Jorah is gone. Leanna. Leanna went out like a fucking thug because she is. That little girl, man, from the first time we saw her, she was fierce and she was fierce till the very end, okay, taken out. Who I think was 1-1. I don't know which giant that was. It could have been 1-1. It could not have been. I don't know. But even as he was crushing her bones and cracking her up, she really, you know, did what she had to do in her final moments. And it was it was a big way to go for such a little character because we only did see her, you know, a few times. But she made a very huge impact on, I, I would say, all of us, on everybody. Um... I'm so curious as to how Arya got past the Night King and, like, all of his his people. 
because there were so many white walkers there around the godswood and the night king's little long-haired security guards like how did she do it maybe she used you know her many face god talents and became one of them i'm not sure i i wonder if they're gonna even tell us how or if they're just gonna skate by that a little bit i'm not sure but when she came through freaking ready to shoot that three point and fucking stab him like and when he choked her when he caught her i was really scared i was like no please don't kill her it's not her time to die it's your time to die and it really was that was really fucking smooth how she dropped the dagger caught it stabbed that man he didn't see it coming until it was too late okay and honestly she saved the day if she didn't get there when she got there our man Jon Snow would have died while he was over there having his little screaming match with fucking Viserion like why are you yelling at the dragon what are you gonna do right now tell me I was I was very curious as to what was gonna happen there we'll never know now because Arya saved the day but I it was amazing like I'm sure me just like everybody else me and my boyfriend were over here screaming and fucking jumping up and down so excited because I really was not expecting that I wasn't thinking about her at all and that is a testament to good writing right there and great directing because they were able to pull our attention away from her because I even forgot that in that moment that she had the conversation with the red woman and she told her you know you would close many eyes forever brown eyes green eyes blue eyes you know what do we say to the god of death not today and she stormed off like a g and i forgot that whole scene in the moment and now i know the realization that she came to and where she was going when she took off um but yeah the episode was just so fucking crazy i don't know the night king the night king I don't know if we're going to get any more of his story in these next three episodes. I really hope that we do because I need to know. I'm, it's it's like a loose end because I really wanted to know if he was a Targaryen one, which Targaryen he was, if he if he was. I feel like he was Rhaegar, um, John's father for some reason. I'm not really sure why I think that, uh, but I think that <laughs> um, because... <clears throat> when Daenerys had him in front of Drogon and you know she told him Dracarys and she had Drogon you know spew the fire at him and he just came up out there he was truly one of the unburnt as well she thought she was cool well this man's cooler like he sat there and smirked at her like yeah bitch you thought like <laughs> it was crazy so he has to and he can ride dragons so he has to be a Targaryen I I hope there's something like Bran can tell us and give us some type of insight as to who he was because I I really need to know. If that's a loose end that they leave, it's it'll break my heart because I, I need to know. I need answers. And I'm sure you guys want to know too. Like, we need answers, guys. And I hope we get them because we deserve them. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of Daenerys, thank God for Jorah because it wasn't for him. If it wasn't for him she'd probably be dead he saved the day as he always does for her and it's so sad that he had to die 
but it probably was time because he was about 67 or something anyway you know (laughs) he was an old man and he fought like a g to the end that man went out on both feet you know never knees in the dirt even after he got stabbed and beat up on all sorts of times he really was fighting for the woman that he loved and for her and her people and it, it showed in the way that he went out and I'm so happy that they gave him a death that he would have chosen for himself if he had to choose but it really was just such a wonderful episode I was so impressed and I'm always impressed honestly with just about every episode that they 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 create but every time I watch I'm just so blown away and this episode was no exception like excuse me this uh, let's just take a moment of silence because wow (laughs) thank you thank you for your silence (laughs) but it was just amazing amazing I couldn't have asked for a better battle and I feel like the whole even though it was their longest episode I feel like those 82 minutes went by so freaking fast I checked the time like I we started right at nine when it came on because we have HBO go or HBO now whatever it's called and so as soon as it was released at 8 59 we started that bitch and I checked it I was in, in the middle of the episode I was like wow this is crazy there's so many things happening I hope there's more and more and it was already like 9.50 we had already been through 50 minutes of the episode and I was like what it just it went by so fast because there was so much going on and our attention was in it 100% the entire time there wasn't a second where like I was lost or you know like my attention wasn't grabbed by anything that was going on and this was such a great collection of characters in one place at one time um I'm excited for next week when we go back to King's Landing because we haven't been to King's Landing in two episodes and I want to know what the fuck Cersei has going on with you know what what what's gonna happen because she got lucky she got lucky that Arya came in and saved the day because if she would have had to take on the Night King he would have flamed that ass okay like it was nothing he we barely beat him we had Jon Snow who's supposed to be like our hero who came back from the dead he's so amazing Ooh, speaking of coming back from the dead i'm sorry i'm all over the place but Beric, okay the lord of light and thoros brought him back six times for that one moment to save Arya. okay he had to save the savior he came back for a reason and that was it right there okay and i think that was so amazing and such great writing on their part because if you connect it from when Thoros passes away and you know uh the hound tells him like you know your, your boy's not here anymore to bring you back so the next time you go you're gone and for him to stay alive for so long because those white walkers were tagging his ass like they were stabbing the fuck out of him and he was staying up on his two feet like a real like a man like he really fought through that and he waited until he was in a, a nice quiet place to die. And I'm so happy that he was able to fulfill his purpose and, you know, save the savior because we needed Arya and she ended up coming through for all of us. I keep saying us as if I'm in 
the show but I mean at this point aren't we aren't we in the show like we're invested all of us especially if you've been watching it since the beginning like I have like it's become a very big part of you know I don't want to say my life because I feel like that makes me sound lame but I love Game of Thrones it's such an amazing tv show and I'm so glad I've gotten to witness it for all of these years now eight years whatever um it's it's amazing oh okay one more thing because this is getting long and I need to get up out of here but you're trying to tell me that in that library scene when Arya was sneaking around and the white walkers were walking around they don't have peripheral vision but they can hear droplets of blood on the floor some of them don't even have ears how does that happen somebody tell me but they can't look about the corner of their eye and see some moving around because she was moving swiftly okay i'm pretty sure that if i was one of them and i saw especially the one where she peeked around the corner and he was turning around pretty much facing her he should have caught something a whiff of something but no they wait until she's up under the table and she got three little droplets of blood dripping on the floor and that's when they hear her but she was quick about it she was real smooth i'm so happy that she had that you know um training in bravos with uh jagan and the many face god and she you know i'm i'm so glad that she got that training because my girl was ready okay she was ready (laughs) but anyway guys i'm so excited for the rest of the season this episode really set the tone for what the end of the series is gonna be which is fucking epic and amazing and just mind-blowing like I'm still getting over it it really truly truly was something that's gonna go down in tv history as one of the best you know episodes of television ever and I'm so glad to have witnessed it and to be able to um you know, enjoy the journey that we've been on for these past eight seasons. So, anyway, guys, um, if you have any thoughts about the episode or any predictions about what's going to happen next week when we go to King's Landing, let me know. Call me up. Hit me up on Twitter. Hey, Ken K. Let me know what your feelings are because um, I would love to hear from you guys. I love going on Twitter and seeing all the memes and... <laughs> you know, talking about Game of Thrones with other Thrones heads and just just getting into the show because it's such a good show. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I had a good time hanging out with you. Uh, thank you for listening to me rant about this crazy-ass show. And I really do plan to get back into podcasting, um, like, full force. I have been, you know, creating some things here and there and I'm just really excited for the future and what it holds. And I promise you that I'm going to be more consistent with things. It's going to be good. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for listening again. And I will see you next time. All right. Bye.